Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's live recording here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Hop in the comment section. Let me know you can hear me okay. Leave us any questions because we have a very exciting guest here today. We're going to be talking all about GMOs in our food and its implications on our aging process, our mental acuity, hormone balancing, mitochondrial function, and much much more. We have Jeffrey Smith joining us today. And Jeffrey is a leading spokesperson on GMO health dangers. Jeffrey Smith authored two global bestsellers, directed five films, delivered 1000 lectures and 1000 interviews in 45 countries, trained 1500 speakers and organized over 10,000 grassroots advocates. He is now sounding the alarm about the serious even irreversible hazards from new genetic engineering techniques, which can lead to health and environmental catastrophes. Jeffrey leads the Global Protect Nature Now Coalition, urging governments to stop releasing all genetically engineered microbes. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey Smith. Thank you, Rachel. Great to be here. Wonderful to have you on here. And in case you guys are wondering, Jeffrey and I are part of this amazing international collaborative of you know some of the top wellness speakers in the world. And we are banding together to help you become your brightest version possible from the inside out. So Jeffrey, tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you so passionate about GMOs and the special link that you've identified with the aging process? Well, 1996, 25 years ago, I went to a lecture by a whistleblowing genetic engineer. He was doing independent research on DNA and cancer. And all of a sudden, Monsanto was announcing and other biotech companies that they're going to be releasing genetically engineered foods into the environment through crops and into our food supply. And this scientist said, there's no way 
that they or any scientist in the world can prevent against side effects. So they were essentially risking the health of the population, but moreover, risking the long-term health of the environment, because once you release a GMO into the environment, it can cross-pollinate and propagate. So I decided to help out a little and focused on the health dangers, including the anti-aging process and what it does there. I've spoken at anti-aging medicine conferences and at two dozen medical conferences. And it turns out his concerns were validated. GMOs are extremely dangerous, not only on their own, but also on the Roundup herbicide that is sprayed on most GMOs and also sprayed on other non-GMOs as well. So we're going to get into some very specific things that people are getting better from when they switch to a diet without GMOs and Roundup, which is kind of astounding until you realize that we understand now the mechanisms of what these toxins do to us and why it's so important as a first step for health to change your diet in this way. And you mentioned something interesting. It's like when we release an invasive species of plant, it comes over from who knows where, you know, we have broom here, which is like a bush and a shrub, and it just is everywhere. And we even have these squirrels that are gray here, but the native squirrels are actually black squirrels. So what happens when we introduce different animals or microbes or GMO options and items they become kind of like this predator that has nothing else to uptake it. And the thing that you mentioned is the mechanism of action. Now, being a leader in the space of aesthetic rejuvenation over the last number of years here, international teacher, as you guys all know, there are always things that pop up in the future through the mechanism of action and the implications on our tissues. So Jeffrey, what would you say the link is between GMOs in our food and our aging processes. Let's get a little specific here. All right, we'll do aging process first and skin a little later, even though the two are related. Uh, there's one theory of aging that's based on the mitochondria. You take a tissue from a 95-year-old person and a three-year-old person, and you look at it, and the only thing they can tell that's clearly different is the quality of the health of the mitochondria, which is dramatically reduced in the older person. It turns out that Roundup's chief poison, glyphosate, Roundup is the is Monsanto's herbicide, the number one herbicide in the world. Most GMOs are created by Monsanto. They're now bare, bare Monsanto, and they're Roundup-ready crops. So soy, corn, cotton, canola, sugar beets, and alfalfa are Roundup-ready, sprayed with Roundup. It's also sprayed on the oats and the wheat and the mung beans and the lentils, et cetera, throughout the food supply just before harvest to dry it down. So either sprayed on the GMOs or the grains and beans primarily. The Roundup damages the mitochondria. I was talking to my friend, Zach Bush, who could see it in a, in a microscope where when he applies the glyphosate to the human cell, the structure of the mitochondria collapses. Now, the mitochondria are the energy centers of the body, but there's also a mitochondrial theory of cancer, and there is a Nobel Prize given for that. And glyphosate is a probable human carcinogen, according to the World Health Organization. But getting back to mitochondria, in my film Secret Ingredients, David Perlmutter, who wrote Grain Brain and, and uh, Brain Maker, talks about how that brain is at only 5% of the body weight, but it uses 25% of the energy. And when we 
drop the mitochondrial functioning, then you end up with things like brain fog and fatigue and impaired cognitive function. He also pointed out that the inflammation that occurs in the gut due to the Roundup, which is an antibiotic, killing off the beneficial bacteria, causing leaky gut, that inflammation creates brain inflammation and is linked to Alzheimer's, MS, Parkinson's, and autism. And that we also have changes in the serotonin, melatonin, and dopamine capacities because these are created largely in the gut and the precursors are created by the gut bacteria. Well, the gut bacteria, the beneficials, are not only killed off by glyphosate, the chief poison in Roundup, the specific mechanism that creates the precursors, the, the, the tryptophan, the tyrosine, that produce the serotonin, melatonin, and dopamine, that becomes blocked. So you have these things going on. You have damage to the mitochondria. You have, you have uh, leaky gut. You have problems with hormones as well. You have a, an inability to absorb minerals because glyphosate grabs onto minerals and achelates them and not, not, doesn't let them um, be absorbed. It also can create cancer through damaging the DNA. It can suppress digestive enzymes, and I'm just getting started. So each of these are foundational in terms of health, and we can see when we look at more than 30 diseases that have been rising in parallel with the increased use of GMOs and Roundup, let's say insomnia. Well, why would insomnia be related to GMOs and Roundup? Well, the Roundup blocks the production of the tryptophan, which blocks the production of the serotonin, which converts into melatonin, which governs our sleep cycle. Anxiety and depression, same thing, on the rise in parallel with the use of GMOs and Roundup, and it could be the serotonin. But there's also weight problems and digestive disorders and gluten sensitivity. All of these, all of these are linked to either the GMOs or the Roundup alone or together. So I can't help but speculate that if this is something that everybody is pretty well consuming on a daily basis through their foods or even through their environment. We're going to talk about detoxing. I can't help but speculate that this is done intentionally to keep humanity sicker, right? What happens when we're sick? We need medicines, right? We need to heal. So then it perpetuates the whole, you know, medical, pharmaceutical complexes like this stuff is really deep there is quite a dark side to this and when we're talking about body mind spirit energy work and shadow work like this is stuff to be aware of so that it's now brought into your awareness so you can do something about it so let's stay positive with how we can improve our body mind spirit energy age better have great skin in your expertise, because you are an expert in the space of GMO, you speak internationally, you've taught thousands on this. How can we detox from pesticides and not only from our food, but also our surroundings? Well, the first thing to do is to eat organic. And I'll make it very explicit in terms of detoxification. We detox through our skin, we detox through the liver and the kidneys, we detox through every cell. And I've been talking to audiences asking them, what did they notice they get better from when they switch to non-GMO or organic? And so many people described skin conditions. And it's possible that when, the, when you're not eating organic, the skin has to work over hard to detox because other methods of detoxification are impaired. 
Let's take them one at a time because it's very specific and it's logical and it's good to know that there's science behind it. There's something called NRF2, which is how the cells detox. Some friends of mine did some research, a very advanced scientist, and applied glyphosate to, to cells, and the NRF2 function dropped considerably, which means that if you're taking food that has Roundup residues, your cells will have a lot of junk in them and have inability to detox. Then we move over to the liver. The liver is the primary detoxing organ, and that gets impaired also. It gets impaired through something called the P450 cytochrome pathway, which gets blocked or damaged in the presence of glyphosate. In fact, tiny amounts of glyphosate, parts per trillion, cause non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in rats, and it's been correlated causing it in human beings, and now 30% of the U.S. population has non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, probably because the glyphosate is so prevalent in the food supply. Then we go over to the kidneys. The kidneys and the liver are the two main damaged organs in the rat studies that were done by Monsanto and largely tried to cover up those things. Dr. Seralini from France, a toxicologist, noticed the changes that happened in just 90 days in the liver and kidneys, wrote it out in a peer-reviewed um, article, signs of toxicity in liver and kidneys. And then he extended, he repeated Monsanto's rat study for two years. And sure enough, the signs of toxicity became full-on toxic damaged organs. So each of these are the aspects of detoxification, which can get blocked, which means if you take glyphosate in through your food supply, it means that all of the other toxins in the environment that normally get ushered out easily can be blocked. So it's like the king of toxins. So the first step is to switch to organic, which doesn't allow either GMOs or Roundup. And at, at about 150 lectures, I asked people what they got better from, and there was about 28 different conditions, including at two dozen medical conferences where the doctors were speaking about what their patients got better from, so the sample size was enormous. So I took those 28 conditions and I put it into a survey, and I sent it out, and 3,256 people responded. And they also got better from the same 28 conditions in the same relative order. Digestion was number one, fatigue two, weight problems three, brain fog, then anxiety and depression, food sensitivities and allergies. And we're still above 50%, more than 50% noticed changes in those. And then there was more than 20 other conditions that showed improvement. Now, in so immediately switching to organic and non-GMO is critical and can deliver the goods. But people ask me, well, is there anything else I can do? Well, I'm not a practitioner, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not qualified to answer the question, but I'm more than qualified to ask it. So I brought together a bunch of experts, really top, the, the people that train doctors, you, you know what that's like, because you train doctors, the people that have to stay in touch with the state of the art understanding and said, okay, how do you, Re detox, rebuild, and repair the body that's been exposed to GMOs and Roundup. And so I put together a little summit, 18-person summit, uh, called Healing from GMOs and Roundup. And yes, of course, there's things like infrared saunas and, and uh, supplements that you can take and remineralization. It's not just detox because 
Roundup was originally, or glyphosate was originally patented as a descaler of industrial boilers and pipes because it is a chelator and it grabs all the minerals and doesn't let go. So it would pull the minerals off these pipes. But then it get, enters your body and it grabs the available minerals, making them unavailable. So you have to remineralize. It also is a toxin to the DNA. It, it, it's also a toxin to the red blood, blood cells. It's also toxic, as we said, to mitochondria. So there's many things you can do to rebuild and restore as well as to detox. So because it is so damaging to the fundamentals of our health. Thank you so much for very eloquently breaking that down. And I'm just going to share some things that came up. I was taking notes while you were speaking, Jeffrey Smith. And you mentioned, you know, eating organic because the NRF2 pathway is downregulated. Am I explaining that correctly? Yes. Perfect. So what I'm going to do, this is a challenge for me. I'm going to reach out to the 13 different medical grade skincare companies that I work with that spend a ton of time in research and development, not a lot in marketing. This is the key difference. And I'm going to look for uh, some of the products that actually can support NRF2, because I bet you anything there's antioxidants and peptides in some of the products that I work with that actually support this. Because looking at the skin as a primary mechanism of detoxification is actually very smart. And I haven't really heard anybody talk about this. I love making links on the show. It's just incredible the expansion of knowledge I get from working with individuals like yourself because our skin is our largest organ. So when you're talking about things it like. It looks like you may have dropped out. I don't know if. If I'm blocked it or there you go. Oh, I think we're good. I okay. think we're good. It's so much fun making these connections here on the show. So I'm going to look for ways to upregulate NRF2 in our skincare and the products that I offer. And yes, I will uh, reiterate that enhancing liver function is very important for hormone regulation. When our estrogen drops off, especially from age 37 to 42, we start to see more creepiness to the skin, thinning, loss of elastin collagen, especially through menopause. There's huge shifts there. So whatever we can do to support our liver function is going to support our hormones. So instead of going straight into HRT, try looking at your, your toxic triggers, if you will. But I also have a protein that you guys can email me at info at rachelvarga.ca for my detox kit, and I will get you set up with that. Um, I'm a huge fan of making sure that I am eating organic greens and organic meat and making sure that that meat is not grain fed, which is then getting the glycophosphates into the food chain and then into you. And I do want to add one commentary here. When I work with clients all over the world, especially those with mature skin, they want to use products that are as clean as possible. However, what I'm noticing is the all organic formulations aren't delivering the clinical efficacy, if you will, or the results. So there is sometimes there's a little bit of a trade-off of something to say, preserve the vitamin C or the vitamin A that are potent antioxidants because if they're not slightly preserved and kept stable, they can become an oxidant. So there's a lot of science that goes into skincare and trust me, I'm on top of it. Biohacking, 100% agree with you. Sauna use, remineralizing your water. If we wanna age well, we have to start looking at all of these aspects. Would you have anything to add there? Well, what's interesting is the inflammation link to the skin also. Um, people will heal their gut and their skin problems go away. In the film Secret Ingredients that I did with Amy Hart, 
uh, we tracked people that switched to organic and it was remarkable, the changes. There was one family of five that had 21 chronic conditions between them. And their youngest son had eczema all over the body. And the doctors recommended that they bathe him like four times a day and put, you know, like a Vaseline type of thing on and put a covering on it. So we don't, and like she said, this is crazy. So she changed the diet of the child and all of the eczema disappeared. And I interviewed another family, not for the film, and, and she had psoriasis that disappeared. And I've heard that over and over again. So many people's eczema and psoriasis go away when they switch to organic diets. And just as a little bit of a plot spoiler, also in the film, Secret Ingredients, which I recommend for people to get motivated to make the change in their diet, the ch children on the spectrum were no longer on the spectrum. There was a clinic that dealt, a chiropractic clinic that dealt a lot with infertile couples. And these a lot of these couples had gotten diagnosed as problems. Some had no diagnosis that they could relate to. And yet 100% of the infertile couples at this clinic have children. 100%. She puts them all on an organic diet in addition to her chiropractic and said, no, the organic diet is the main thing. We had people with brain fog and weight problems and all that in the film, Secret Ingredients. And so I just wanted to say it actually works, but these are not just one-offs. These are not like, well, it happened to them. The doctors in the film say, this is what happens every day to my patients. And then there's a group of doctors that say, and I interviewed them at a, at a, a medical conference where I was speaking. They said, when the patient backslides or cheats on their diet, whether it's because they start going out a lot to eat and they don't pay attention or they go on vacation or they just get dietary fatigue, when they see their symptoms coming back, that's what convinces them more than anything. Because they were done with their pain and their autoimmune disease or their inflammation, and then they start on the old diet and it comes back. So uh, we, we, I would imagine that there are several people that had a situation with the skin as well, because that's so clear. In fact, when this group of, of family of five um, switched to organic, they had already, she had, the, the, the mother had become a kind of a nutritional expert and was experimenting on the family and doing all sorts of things, reducing the symptoms, but still managing them. When they finally switched to organic, one of the first things to go away was the eczema and other skin conditions. And then within six months, they had eliminated their 21 chronic conditions. So you mentioned a few things about going out to restaurants and eating and oils and things like that. And we have a mutual friend, Dave Asprey, the godfather of biohacking. Yes, we've and both, we both been on his, his podcast. I think. Yeah, yeah, great show. And uh, he actually taught me something. We had a double date, my hubby and I, and him and his wife, Lana. And I watched him order food at the restaurant. And you know what he asked for? I want a grass-fed beef, piece of beef, cooked in grass-fed butter, and just steamed vegetables. Because you know what? A lot of ref restaurants are sneaking in these very toxic oils. And one of the reasons they're toxic is, number one, they're a lot of them are chemical byprocesses and products. And also, they are just riddled with pesticides. So there's also the concept of oils in our skincare products as right. filler agents. So I do my due diligence to make sure I'm offering my clients the best of the best. And don't you worry, if I find something I don't like, I pull it off my shelf and I don't make it available to you anymore. So this is something that 
you know, it's great to work with people like Jeffrey and myself who are aware of this and bring this into your awareness. And it's not going to be one thing that's going to detox you. It's going to be the whole body, mind, spirit, energy detox stuff. So is clean eating and eating organic a key element in your opinion to aging well and having clear and healthy skin? And how can we get started? I actually think it's the first step. Uh, I've talked to many, many physicians who basically say, um, I'm going to give you all these ideas for supplements and, and improvements and whatnot. But if you're still eating the GMOs and the Roundup, it's not going to work so well. But if you're not eating the GMOs and the Roundup, you may not even need it. So it's an interesting. You know, with, with the good food, the uh, with bad food, the supplements won't work or the treatments won't work with the good food. They may not be necessary. It's funny you mention that because when I work with clients that come to see me for rejuvenation and they're just going to neuromodulators and fillers and they're not taking the time to really focus on their body, mind, spirit, energy, what they're eating, how they're living. They're not doing their skincare. They're doing their lasers and they're not doing the skincare. They're not doing the lasers. They're just doing the injectables. What happens is they haven't laid the foundation for aging well and they do not respond as well. So 100%, there's this really crazy link between working with practitioners. And if you're not doing the work at home, it's not going to have as good of an effect. Interesting, the correlation. I just thought of a story from 2010. Um, I had been invited to speak at the American Academy of Environmental Medicine in 2006, <coughs> seven, eight, nine. And I was, each time they have a theme like uh, inflammation or cancer or whatnot. So I pulled all the data on GMOs and that particular disease type. But in 2009, they gave me an award and I came with my video camera and started interviewing doctors. And one doctor was completely blew me away. She said, ever since I heard you speak, I've been prescribing non-GMO diets and everyone gets better. And I'm like, very skeptical. And I said, all right, what, what percentage? She said, I told you everyone. Okay, 98%. I said, how many patients have you put on a non-GMO diet? And she calculated, she took a minute or two and said, oh, about 5,000. So I went to her office because uh, I said, I want to interview your patients. I want to get, I want to see this. So I interviewed and sure enough, you know, someone's skin condition uh, resolved within 28 days, someone's uh, uh, chronic uh, Crohn's disease symptoms within three days, irritable bowel within three weeks and one, six weeks within another. But then um, this, this doctor invited me to speak to a colleague of hers who was a plastic surgeon. And the plastic surgeon said, I ask all of my patients to see Emily, Dr. Emily Lindner in Chicago because she puts them on the diet, which makes the difference. Without it, the plastic surgery has just a, 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 a much a relatively minor compare, uh, change compared to when they change their diet at the same time. And sometimes when they change the diet, the plastic surgery is no longer asked for because the change is so significant. We're talking skin, we're talking face. So that was interesting that the plastic surgeon recognized the dietary changes recommended by another doctor who had a adjoining office and or nearby and realized that that was the key to his success. 
That is such a great link. I love that. I love hearing these forward thinking aesthetic providers. There's not a lot of them. I'm hoping to shift that. I'm a little bit of a disruptor in the space of uh, aesthetic medicine, aesthetic nursing. And it's to be very honest with you, it's very well received. The first time I spoke about being conservative with options and talking about this whole like adding functional stuff into the mix, I wasn't sure how it was going to be received, but it is received well. So here's a little tip here. GMOs absolutely have implications in your recovery, whether it's non-surgical, surgical, say you're doing laser treatments, you have acne, the redness is going to stick around longer, you're going to have longer red recovery. I've done laser treatments on some individuals, and they're on Access Hollywood the next day. Now, traditionally, people have at least three days of redness. So this is a testament to how some of my clients who live a very clean lifestyle are going to recover faster. So you're going to be back at it, say you're getting eyelid surgery, or you're having a facelift and things like that, you're going to recover faster. So you're going to have a better recovery of your rejuvenation due to the reduction of inflammation by following a more organic diet. I love that you know, practitioners doing this. Oh, yeah. In fact, you know, you said you kind of weighed in and you weren't sure how people would take it. There's a lot of doctors who, well, they've been in business, you know, through the 90s. And then all of a sudden GMOs were introduced in 1996 and the accumulation of effect started showing up in their patients. So I was just uh, on a TV show with Dr. Michelle Perrault last night. She's a pediatrician. She's been doing it for over four decades. And she said, all of a sudden, these complex um, symptoms and disease types were occurring in her patients, and she had no idea where they were coming from. It was about 2000. And she said she read my book and went, ah, oh, that's the reason. And so she cautiously started changing the diet, and then the patients returned to where they had been prior to when GMOs were introduced. The same thing with pets. Soon after GMOs were introduced into the human food supply, of course, it was introduced into the pet food supply. My friend, Dr. Michael Fox, who, was, who wrote the word, the, who was the animal doctor syndicated column with 25 to 30 million readers, he got flooded with letters from pet owners saying that their dogs and cats now had allergies, itching, and uh, diarrhea and other things. He said, switch him to non-GMO immediately. And he has a file case full of testimonials saying that it worked. Then I interviewed Dr. Um, Royal, Barbara Royal, who's Oprah's uh, veterinarian. And she said, she didn't even study much in the allergies and cancer for dogs when she was in veterinary school because there was hardly any. Now it's just rife. One out of 1.6 dogs get cancer more than any other mammal. And she started to think maybe it's the food. Started very cautiously, nervously suggesting maybe change the food. Then she saw the miracles. Now she puts all of her patients on healthier diet and says 80 to 90% are managed by the next visit. That she doesn't even have to do anything because it is the food that's driving most of the problems that cause these dogs and cats and other pets to come to her clinic. Fascinating. The tie between animals. I love animals. And yeah, one of my girlfriends, her dog had quite a bit of ear irritation. And, you know, you do have to look at the pet food and things like that. So how can we get back to basics with our living? So one or two days a week, I do off-grid living. I get in the woods three hours at a cell reception. So I'm not around Wi-Fi and EMFs because I'm 
highly electromagnetically hypersensitive. WHO said about 15 years ago that about 15% of us are. Wonder what that statistic is now. But of course, you can no longer find that on the website as of last year. So our modern advancements aren't always the best for us. All of these conveniences that make our lives better, right? It's 1950s, 60s, the prepackaged foods to make the housewives' lives better, but it's making us sicker. How do you navigate this? How do you get back to basics of, you know, really being your most pure body, mind, spirit, energy kind of type of human? How do you do it? Well, I actually wanted to answer this question on behalf of a lot of people. Um, People watch the movie Secret Ingredients and virtually everyone wants to eat more organic, but some people are really not sure they can afford it or not sure how to do it. So I created the 90 Day Lifestyle Upgrade and interviewed people who are way up on the learning curve, including many people in the film. How did they do it? What did they do to get back to basics? And so we have a 13-week program where people can figure out how to save money, how to save time. We interview product makers and find out what they did in terms of raising their, their beef or their goat milk or what you know, all these very specific things. And it's kind of a holistic approach and it kind of depends on the individual. So we give a lot of information. Some people will want to learn to sprout. Some people want to ferment. Other people will buy their fermented products. Other people don't want to eat it at all and they have to figure out another way to replenish the gut. So I don't think there's one way that fits all, but there's a lot of ways like a buffet or a smorgasbord that you can pick from. But if you understand the mechanisms, if you know you need to replenish minerals, you know you need to avoid the chemicals, and you know certain principles, then you understand why these options are there in the buffet of ways to upgrade your lifestyle. All right. So full disclosure here, I'm going to share with you all what I do to integrate more organic living. And you know what? When you eat more nutrient-dense foods like sprouts, oh my gosh, I love having microgreen salads and I love having grass-fed organic beef that's local. You know what? You are satiated for longer. I, I remember seeing a long time ago in like some Netflix documentary of you can fill your stomach up with fast food, but then in a very short period of time you're still hungry again. And we're losing nutrients in our food at a rapid rate because of these types of biological genetic interventions. So when you go organic, you'll find you can eat less of it. Would you like to comment on that? Absolutely. I mean, this is mentioned in some of our interviews with people where because of the nutrient density, the body doesn't starve. I mean, you can be stuffed and starved. It's the name of a book. It it turns out that the GMO Roundup-ready crops that are sprayed with Roundup, very, very few of the minerals actually become available. So when we eat the Roundup-ready crops, we're eating mineral-deficient crops. The animals in the United States, if it's not grass-fed and organic and whatnot, they eat primarily the Roundup-ready crops that are mineral-deficient, but they also eat lots of Roundup residues. So any minerals that are circulating in their system that, you know, not any, but a lot of them become chelated and unavailable. So we have mineral deficient animals and there's a lot of diseases among the livestock in the United States because of that. So now humans eat the mineral deficient animals, the mineral deficient plants, and we have excess 
Roundup residues in our food, which further block the minerals. So minerals are like the supervisor that comes by and tells all of the idle workers to get going. There's a bunch of metabolic pathways that are sitting around with arms folded and saying, okay, we're waiting for the boss to come here. The boss is the mineral. The mineral has to show up in order for that biochemical pathway to occur. And if we are deprived of those minerals, then many of the pathways that provide our health are simply idle. And so we're still hungry. We're still sending out the need for that. Similarly, if we don't get enough tryptophan for the serotonin or the tyrosine for the dopamine, we may be hungry for that. There's so many ways that GMOs and Roundup can deprive us of nutrients and inner satisfaction that we will end up overeating. Now, this may be one of the reasons why about 60% of our survey, which is peer-reviewed and published in the International Journal of Human Nutrition and Functional Medicine, um, reported getting better from being overweight. And it's sometimes people tell me they switched to non-GMO or organic and they weren't even considering weight and yet they lost weight. Their whole family lost weight. So this is probably one of the ways. But there's also, because you can build up the microbiome so that it's healthy, that's part of the digestive system. Glyphosate can suppress digestive enzymes. That's taken out of the picture. The leaky gut can be repaired. So many aspects. Digestion, it turns out, is the number one most reported benefit when you switch to non-GMO and organic. 85.2% of our sample of over 3,200 people reported getting better in digestion, but it wasn't just a little. Rachel, it was 80% of those people were either significantly improved, nearly gone, or completely recovered. And digestive health is the basis of so much other functions, you know, whether it's the hormones or the neurotransmitters, et cetera. So I would say, uh, we have the science now to back what we're talking about. Yeah, this isn't this isn't quackery anymore, y'all. So to add to some of the things that I'm doing that maybe you can start to slowly integrate as well, because I'm very transparent with what I do to age well and feel my best so I can help you guys all. This is a cool journey for me to be on. I'm just taking y'all along for the ride. So I'm going to be raising my own chickens. I'm going to have my own goats. I'm going to have my own bees for honey and all that cool stuff. But I also daily take antioxidant supplements. I also take detoxification protein powders. I use antioxidant serums and antioxidants in my skincare. I also do Epsom salt and or non-GMO baking soda baths. Always make sure your baking soda is non-GMO for detoxification. I'll do that with my red light therapy, some of my favorite uh, bath oil I'll throw in there as well. The biohacking is a key element to this. And you guys can find more on my favorite biohacking items at rachelvarga.ca on my favorites page. And just email me if you have any specific questions for antioxidant serums, protein powders, and all of that. And my favorite supplements, just shoot me an email info at rachelvarga.ca and I will help you out. Jeffrey, do you have any closing words? And also, I want to give a shout out to where everybody can register for your 90-day lifestyle upgrade at Live Healthy Be Well and also your secret ingredients video at Live Healthy Be Well. All of these links are in the description box. But do you have any closing words for us today? Yes, we've talked about what we can do for ourselves. I want to take a moment and see how we can help the world. Right now, the genetic engineering of 
organisms is become so cheap and easy. You can buy a do-it-yourself kit on Amazon for CRISPR gene editing for $169. Uh, if you set up a biohacking uh, lab, you can also end up setting up a CRISPR lab and you can then for the price of dinner, create new genetically modified microbes. I don't recommend it and release them and change the nature of nature. Microbes can travel the world. They can swap genes with other microbes. They can mutate and they can wreak havoc. So our, our Institute for Responsible Technology has launched Protect Nature Now at protectnaturenow.com as a global effort to immediately lock down genetically modified microbes. And if you go to protectnaturenow.com, you can watch my most recent film, which was my shortest, just 16 minutes, called Don't Let the Gene Out of the Bottle. And there's a genetically engineered microbe that was almost released in the 90s, two weeks away, that could have theoretically ended terrestrial plant life. Another one that could have theoretically changed weather patterns on Earth. We are in a situation where we're just understanding the gloriousness of the microbiome, how we how we delegate 90% of our daily functions to it, how life itself depends on it. And yet we are now equipping the world with genetic engineering techniques that could introduce a million new genetically engineered microbes in this generation. And you can't recall them. You can't track them. You can't predict what they'll do, and they might damage or collapse ecosystems or change human health. So at protectnaturenow.com, you can watch the 16-minute film. You can go to an advocacy platform and send materials directly to your elected official, whether in the U.S., Canada, Australia, UK, or EU. Send materials to the media. Send things on social media. Every month, we have a new campaign. And if you feel so inspired, please donate to our nonprofit on a regular monthly basis so that we can make this a global campaign and immediately protect nature now. So I wanted to share that finally, because we're talking about protecting ourselves, which is the first step. It's critical. And once we've done that, we look and say, okay, how can we, how can we protect our world, which needs a lot of protection right now? We need a lot of protection on all aspects of ourselves, body, mind, spirit, energy. And that's why all of you are hanging out with me here on the show. You have incited something in me, Jeffrey. I'm going to be reaching out to you for an upcoming paper. I'm writing a paper on blue light on the skin, but I also want to write a paper on GMOs on the skin and some of the oils in skincare and things like that. So I'll be reaching out to you and your team for some resources. I mean, why not capitalize on the fact that I got your direct email. I'm going to be reaching out for resources. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I love how you concluded this episode with how we can help the world. You're seeing a lot of light workers pop up here on the Rachel Varga podcast. And Jeffrey Smith is certainly one of those amazing humans to follow. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jeffrey. I'll be sure to have you back on and keep me updated with any GMO stuff and skin health. Will do. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe here on YouTube, on the Rachel Varga Facebook page. Hit that bell notification on YouTube and Facebook so you know when I go live next and share this episode with a friend or family member that you think could benefit from this message. And don't be a stranger. Reach out to me at rachelvarga.ca. One-on-one sessions are currently still available. Skin camp programs are happening. And yes, as you mentioned, Jeffrey, I do teach a number of doctors and nurses internationally 
generally on how to employ different ways of offering rejuvenation to their clients to support their body, mind, spirit, and give them the best results possible. I am sharing all my secrets and I feel really good about that. <laughs> all right, everybody have a fabulous rest of the day and we'll see you here on the Rachel Varga podcast at our next episode. Bye everybody.